welcome to the Wellness Hub podcast with your hosts, Natalie and Emily. We hope to inspire families to nourish their body, mind, and spirit and become advocates for their own health. On the Wellness Hub, we'll be sharing resources to support you and your family on your health and wellness journey. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Wellness Hub podcast again. Um, I am Emily Brownlee. And I'm Natalie Reed. And we have an exciting new guest today from Copper Barn Farm. Do you want to introduce her, Natalie? Absolutely. We have Sasha here with Copper Barn Farms in New Home, Texas, which is just, is it about 20 miles? Yeah. From here? It's 20 yeah, so very close um, to Lubbock. She's a first-generation dairy farmer and has some really awesome things to share with us today. So thank yep. you so much for coming. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your backstory and just kind of where you, how you got to where you are today? Sure. So uh, my husband and I have been married for 11 years. Um, we met in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. Um, he's from Kansas. I'm from Arizona. And we landed in Lubbock uh, 10 years ago now. Um, and we had no intentions of being here. We like loved Oklahoma. Um, which is always a fun like rivalry now, right, yeah. with my kids. <laughs> yeah. So we have four kiddos. They're eight, six, four, and two. And my six-year-old, oh. he is like determined he's going to be a Red Raider. And yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Emily's um, a Red Raider. Yeah. I'm wearing my Red Raider shirt. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's just fun being here in a Big Twelve area. You know, coming from Oklahoma State. So anyway, we were going to be in and out in two years. Um, you know. God had different plans. He decided that we were going to love Lubbock <laughs> and um, call it home for a lot longer than we ever anticipated. Um, it's just an easy place to live and raise kids. And so anyway, um, once we decided that that was going to be the case, um, we've always wanted to live on land, always have animals. Um, there was never like a business farm in that plan. It was just my husband wanted to have some beef cows. Yeah. I really want to ride horses yeah. <laughs> um, and so which he does not love because he thinks that horses are so expensive and just a waste of money and so <laughs> I heard that yeah they're the best though they are hands down worth it <laughs> yes yeah so that's still on our bucket list but um, cows first so <laughs> anyway so we had been looking for a place that we wanted to settle down and you know make that country life home and so over the last several years, um, we've been looking at new home and shallow water and different things. And I don't know, new home just always like, for some reason stood out to us. It's a small, small town and it's growing a lot right now and great school district. And anyway, so finally two years ago, I'm in real estate. And so I'm always like, you know, looking at the market and things and keeping an eye on things. There was some land that came up and we bought 30 acres with the intent to buy or to build. Um, and then we bought a little house in town and it was right at the time that COVID was like making material prices go up and so we were like we'll just live in this house get the kids started in school and then build over time um, well fast forward like six months after that um, this house came up on the market that was just down the road and it was pretty much perfect it had the five bedrooms for the kiddos um, it's a big barn, so we always say we live in a barn. <laughs> and nobody, like, people drive by and they're like, oh, I didn't know you actually lived here. I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, That's but great. we, yeah, we love it. And so, anyway, it's a big barn with five uh, bedrooms. It's got a huge porch. We wanted a wraparound porch, but, you know, that'll work, too. <laughs> um, but it had the 30 acres um, and another barn. And so, anyway, we decided to go ahead and jump on that, sell our land, and get settled there. So we do that. Well, at that time, also... 
um, my, I guess he would have been about 18 months at the time. I had just finished breastfeeding him, putting him on milk, and he was not doing well with commercial milk, so like store-bought milk, um, which is what we've always drank. Um, I honestly, I've never, I had never really like knew anything about raw milk outside of just, um, you know, what I've heard and I'm sure y'all know what that is, that <laughs> it's not good to drink and all the yeah. things. And so anyway, and I'm not a big milk drinker myself to be, you know, quite frank. And, but my husband, he will drink like a whole glass of milk at dinner, you know, like he'll just sit down and anyway, and the kids love milk. And so it broke my heart that Case could not drink milk. He, um, you know, he would, we'd have to use an almond milk for cereal or something like that. And so anyway, so we get settled in this house and our neighbor comes over, it's been like a year ago this month, and she said, we're going out of town for a week, I've got some raw milk, would y'all drink it? And I was like, sure, you know, we'll give it a try. And I kind of like joked with my husband at that point, you know, we're gonna get a cow sometime and, you know, milk cows and he's like yeah I'm not milking cows <laughs> and um and so anyway we tried this raw milk and I kid you not like it changed his bowels and wow. it still to this day just like gives me chills every time I tell somebody that because I'm like it was incredible it wasn't anything I expected but he drank that milk and he did not have horrible stomach issues he did not have horrible diaper in fact his poop looked healthy which is like the weirdest thing to tell people but as a mom, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It tells and, you a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I was, I mean, at that point, my husband was like, okay, maybe there is something to this, you know? And so that was kind of like what started the conversation of like, okay, you know, should we get a dairy cow and, um, you know, social media and things. And I had been watching like other people online that have cows and I'm like, we, I could totally do this, you know, like it's not a big deal. Um, and just being in real estate and wanting something in the farm world, you know, I was like, this could be like a good, you know, offset to real estate and um, I can milk cows in the mornings and nights and do real estate during the day. And anyway, so all that to say, um, that was kind of how we got to Copper Barn Farm right before that. So last fall, um, I had also been kind of like dreaming of like a farm store and you know having something in new home that had like pantry staples in it and kind of like Cracker Barrel and Tractor Supply have a baby. Nice. That was like Love the it. vision. Great combo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like I want like a feed store with you know a little country market in it that has like pantry staples and good local food and you know I'm big on sorry <laughs> big on uh, like um, you know just supporting small local business and so things like that and then also I love to bake and you know so then I wanted to have like this bakery with this porch attached to it and I don't know I have this big like vision in my mind so that is on the hold on hold for now until we kind of get like the dairy you know fully going and hopefully one day it'll all come to life but that's that's a incredible. very zigzag story to how we are where we are today. All the best stories are zigzag. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's so cool. Well, I love that vision. <laughs> and I've never, I really haven't explored New Home very much. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've only been here three years, but I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, and there really isn't anything like what you're talking about there, right? Mm -hmm. right. No. It's a one-stop sign. a handful sign. of 
Yeah. Is there a, are there restaurants there, right? Nope. Um, no. Well, so we do have the spot, which just opened last year. Okay. Um, it's a little cafe, but I mean, that's it. Um, and then you have, we just got the pump too, which is like our gas station. Hmm. But otherwise, it's a one-stop sign town. Yeah. I mean, it is literally, the sign says there's only 350 people there. It is growing now yeah. a lot. I think 350 is like just in the city limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for instance, my address says Tahoka. Oh, but okay, I'm actually okay. new home, and so there's a lot of people that have Wilson. So anyway, it's yeah. growing a lot. So, but yeah, no, there's not a, there's not anything out there. So, yeah, I I uh, worked with a kid who went to New Home, but I I actually have never spent any time in New Home or anything because Lubbock's just such a hub. You know, yes. you have all these small towns, um, and that's something we've talked about. Everybody around here like loves community. That's so important to yes. them. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, and just local agriculture too and I think COVID played a big part in that when things were not on the shelf and um, they were trying to find whatever products they were just being able to go to the farmer's market or meet um, somebody here who locally produced it that's just such such a game changer so that is just awesome and so your family is involved kind of on the day-to-day basis of it also yeah, I mean, so right now it is like I am very much a one-man show in a lot of ways, um, and it's been a lot. So my husband works full-time. He works for um, Oprex Commercial Construction. Anyway, he does. So he's very busy with that, um, and so he helps me a lot outside of Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, in fact, I mean, last night we were milking until 11 o'clock, um, you know, so, yeah. and I appreciate him so much being willing to do that. I think it's awesome. I mean, I think there is a benefit that he loves cows and he loves that world. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel as hard for him to want to come home after a long day of work and do that with me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, right now, like during the week by myself, I'm doing all of it. And I mean, it's been a huge change, you know, like I said, I've grew up in the city I did not grow up in around cows or any of that and I mean when we first got Darla so she was our first milk cow um and I just love her so much (laughs) you get attached Um, to them you do it's so wild (laughs) yes but I mean she was hard like she had been in the pasture where we got her from untouched you know she had been shown as a heifer you know when she was a calf but outside of that, she hadn't been touched in probably a year. And so when we first got her, I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into, you know? And yeah. so the first few times that she kind of got a little wild with me, I was like, oh my gosh, she's, you know, she's being mean. She's going to hurt me. Well, come to find out, she didn't have any other cows. And cows are actually very, like, community mm-hmm. animals. Like, they enjoy having others. And so I was her other, you know, so she was like playing with me and I didn't take it as playing anyway. So it's been a huge learning curve, but now I've learned, you know, how to be firm with them. And I don't know, I feel like I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I don't know why, but I just feel like this is exactly where God wants me to be, which is so weird (laughs) because it's so hard and it's a huge learning curve, but it's like, I've come to learn how to handle these cows really easily in a lot of way and I will say we have Guernseys which are like very docile for the most part um and I would laugh that Darla was a little bit of a brat and then I'd have like my commercial dairy friend come who's used to Holsteins and he's like oh she's awesome you know (laughs) so anyway but yeah I am mostly a one-man show the kids definitely help out my daughter 
So we have three boys and a girl, and my daughter, she's always out there next to me, and Aww. she's always, like, so telling me, like, how she's going to milk when she gets older, just like me, and <laughs> she tells everyone that she's so strong because of her raw milk or Darla's milk. That's what yeah. she tells everyone, so... Aww. Yeah, but for the most part, it's all me right now. Um, we hope to eventually get some help, um, you know, once we kind of get things established a little more to hire some help. And um, one thing that we are planning to do is move to once-a-day milking, which is kind of like a new concept. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard about that much. but So, like, the big thing that people always do is twice-a-day milking. And... Um, but there's been some farmers that I've been researching and, you know, listening to their advice and following and they do once a day milking now and actually they say their cows are healthier for it. Um, just because, you know, there's a lot of energy. I'm sure if you've breastfed or anything like you know that there's a lot of energy that's worked whenever you're breastfeeding. And so, I mean, it's the same with cows. And so these cows that are going to once a day milking, they're actually putting out the same amount of milk after the first lactation that they move to once a day milking, um, but using less energy. And so they look healthier, they're able to hold their calories better. And so anyway, that is something that we're looking into doing, which I think will help tremendously from just like a time standpoint and life balance. You know, of course this is like our life, but it's, you know, it can be challenging right now at night whenever the kids are trying to get ready for bed and we're like, okay, we got to go milk, you know, so anyway, we're just kind of working through a lot of those things, so. That's so cool. That makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, I'm a city girl, too, so I, but I I married a country boy, so I've been (laughs) learning. Yeah. Um, But that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) Sick baby. Yeah. Okay, sorry, we have, we have another guest, my my three-year-old, a three-week-old son, so he's making some sounds, sorry. (laughs) Um. Yeah, we kind of talked about, you know, with COVID and, and the the um, lack of supply on the shelf. I was joking with Natalie about, like, oh, yeah, milk doesn't actually come from the store. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, some <laughs> yeah. people really don't know that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It, it's shocking. But I think kind of along with that, people started getting more interested in, like, local, you know, getting stuff locally and even just the health benefits of that, um, yeah. you know, for immune and all sorts of other reasons. Um, and I think that's been a really cool push. Um, do you feel like your customers are really, um, interested in like getting to know y'all and like the community aspect of it, um, you know, versus just going to the store and just getting whatever is there? Yeah. I mean, I think so, you know, we're very freshly getting started with all this, but you can just tell with all of the people who have expressed interest so far, um, I've been open honestly overwhelmed by the response (laughs) I wasn't expecting it and it's awesome I'm excited to be able to get to know everyone and like meet that demand and um but you can tell that they're very community minded Mm -hmm. they're health minded you know they understand the benefits what I keep telling Zeb is like all of them just express so much gratitude you know they just keep saying and that's helpful for me to be honest like it is really it's you know as hard as this I don't want to say job, but like work is, you know, as hard as it is to do this work, it's, that is playing in the back of my head of just like the gratitude that has been expressed by so many customers already of just like, thank you so much for providing this, you know, thank you for doing the work, you know, thank you to your family. And like, that's just really cool because it's like, 
it makes you feel like there is more purpose to what you're doing besides already I mean we already like love it and I love the cows and all of that but that just makes it it takes it to a whole nother level you know and so and they understand like you know there is a lot of benefit to raw milk and I've had people ask about um you know we specifically chose Guernsey's because they have a high A2 carryover are y'all familiar with A2 no okay so A2 is like a protein Uh and so um you know cows they can have A1 or A2 and A2 is more similar to women or not women's but just human breast milk or Uh like goat milk or something okay so it's easier to digest and things like that Um, It also tends to have more protein and nutrients and things, Um, and so we chose Guernsey because they are the most, they tend to have the highest uh, A2 carryover, and so we are, um, uh, we are are getting, uh, you know, only A2 Guernseys, and so that's, you know, and I've had people ask about that, you know, are you... Uh, having A2 cows or not and so anyway and then the other thing with Guernsey is the reason that we chose them is because they tend to have higher uh, mineral they're mineral rich Um, so they just have like a higher protein higher butter fat higher vitamins you know so they're just like a really strong cow from that sense they're super docile Um, and so anyway my what I'm excited about hopefully in the future is to also have people out and be able to interact with them a little bit and, you know, see the calves. And because I think that that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to is that experience piece, you know, and being Mm -hmm. able to learn more about where milk comes from, that it doesn't just come from a store. Right. (laughs) And um, just like that whole process and everything. So, yeah, it's, yeah, so far, I mean, like I said, it's been, we're in the very beginning stages, but you can definitely tell that everyone who's interested I mean, they have a reason behind it, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they're just looking for any milk, so. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm super grateful. I had a client in here, actually, because I we used to get Prera. Uh-huh. Um, and then when they went out, whenever I would go to East Texas, I would pick some up, and then I would freeze it, and then I'd use it. Um, and I told her that I was on the list for it, because there's a O'Donnell Dairy, too, um, yes. that has a, uh-huh. a pretty small list, I think. And so, good. yes, and so I've been on the list for, like, two years to get on that yeah and she was in here and she sent it to me and she was like you gotta email them right now I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited um and and I've been getting a lot of emails like that and it's like trying to keep up with everything right now has been really tough but we are getting there so I'm excited that you're excited yeah (laughs) I bet yeah I just feel like there's so many of that group of people that went to prayer when they because they kind of went they it was like closed down quick yeah it, it was, was like we had milk one day or one okay. week and then the next week we we're like wait a minute yes yeah um, but yes. anyway so um as far as like milk goes there are there any oh. other products that you provide other do you sell it as cream and separate, so yeah how does that we work? want to do cream eventually um we really would need to get a cream separator for that um and to get a good amount of cream, you have to have a lot of milk. And yep. so um, we, it'll probably, I'm hoping it'll be like a spring. So right now, between now and the end of the year, we'll have five, four cows, yeah, five cows in milk. Um, by next year, we'll have nine cows in milk. And so um, I'm hoping next year we'll be able to launch that as a new product. 
um, just because of the amount of milk that it takes. It'll just, we'll have to see how demand is going from like a milk perspective and everything, but, mm -hmm. and then also getting the cream separator. But yes, that is something that we want to offer. Um, and then, you know, outside of the milk side of things, so we are having like a farm store. Okay. That's and so exciting. Yeah, it, that is really like, I love the cows and the milk, but I'm really excited about the farm store aspect of it too. Um, we went and visited a few dairies like around the Dallas area uh, about a month ago, and there was one dairy that had a farm store attached to it, and it was just like, my heart was just beating. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just love this so much. It's like everything I want it to be, but um, so in that, I want to have, you know, like eggs and grains and a lot of pantry staples. Um, I'm big on, you know, if you can have pantry staples at home, then you can make just about anything. And, yeah. you know, um, throwing together a loaf of bread seems really daunting, but it's actually really not. Um, yeah. You know, like you can do it easily on your Sunday afternoon amongst chores and things like that. And mm -hmm. so that's just something that I want other people to realize. So we'll have grains and, um, yeah, the eggs and... Uh, I've been working with a local provider for produce and so and I want that to be a resource for new home as well as anybody else that can come out to the farm so so that's kind of where we're hoping to go with that from like a product standpoint but and I don't know what you know like buttermilk and things I really haven't been able honestly I've been so overwhelmed with just like getting started that I haven't been able yeah, to like think yeah. about all of that yet but I mean I think eventually we would love to have a lot of that stuff so yeah that's so exciting yeah, yeah I feel like uh, Natalie and I are both very much like we have you know we start one project and I'm like oh you know what else would be cool and what <laughs> yeah. else would be cool and yes. both our husbands are like okay yeah. rain it in yes. for just a little bit oh, yeah. yeah we we said uh we have a husband support group <laughs> <laughs> well Zach can join yes absolutely oh gosh, yeah but I think that's so cool like I, mean, I feel like that's just been a theme with everybody we've talked to whether they're you know, a doula or, you know, in, in ag or whatever is like just this big push for like giving people what they needed yes. and deserved for a long time. And like, sometimes they didn't even know it until they find it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. This, yeah. these people actually really care about me and want to give me this high quality product or service. Well, um, I mean, even for me, so like, this is a journey that I've been on for probably the last five years is discovering like I mean I grew up very much I mean you know margarine and yeah all of just like a mainstream diet I would say you know mm -hmm. not aware of the value in like nutrient dense foods and the good that fats have for your body and yep. you yeah. know all I've ever heard is just you know the diet kind of fat is bad fat's gonna yes. make you fat I yes. hear that all the time yes, yes. So wild. and yeah and I mean you know, I've had friends before that, like, they're buying so many fat-free things and all of that, and I'm just like, oh, that's actually good for you, you know, and, like, in the right way, you know, yeah. from, like, animals and, you know, milk fat is so good for you, and yeah. so whenever I see people drink, like, skim milk, it's like, I cringe, you know, I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not, so anyway, yeah, just, like, I've been on this journey, you know, yeah. and that, so then through my journey, it's been like, man, I want more people to know about this, and I yeah. want particularly moms to... You know, like I think about even things like ketchup, for instance, like Heinz. Mm -hmm. They put out like a, 
a version that has high fructose corn syrup. And then yeah. they also put out a version that doesn't have high fructose. And I'm like, yeah. if you can make it without it, why don't you just make it without it? Right. You know? And so, huh. um, that's, it's cheaper. Yes, yeah. it is. And that's the thing is like, I just want people to know that you actually can choose products that are a little better for you and yeah. that don't cost a fortune. And so, Anyway, it's been a journey for me, and it's been a journey that I want to share through the yeah. farm store and through the farm. So, yeah. Well, I know you mentioned like that kind of started five years ago. Was that with your with your kiddo, or was that kind yeah. of just part of it, or where did that start? I would say like friends, probably more than mm-hmm. anything. So I have some good friends. Like, um, yeah, they just so one particularly. She's she always laughs because. She's very, what we call, crunchy. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm not crunchy, you know. I'm like, and now I say I'm borderline crunchy. And she's like, you have a cow. You can't say you're borderline crunchy anymore, you know. But it started to switch. Yeah. Yeah. But really it started with oils. Mm -hmm. So I started using essential oils. Yeah. And then I think once you get kind of like ingrained in that group, then, you know, typically people that use oils are interested in other health-related, you know. And so then it was just like a spiral from there, you know. Yeah just about how important ingredients are and how to you can buy things that don't have a million ingredients that you can't, you know, and anyway, and so then from there it went to uh, grains. You know, I've been really into grains lately and just fresh milk grains and kamut and, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. And then it became milk whenever my son couldn't drink milk. And so then I started looking into raw milk. And yeah. anyway, so it's just been like a spiral. But I would say mostly from like, just the influence of friends. Yeah. yeah. That's so I cool. think there is a really big shift, at least in the past. I I feel like COVID was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was a hard time for so many people, but there were a lot of good things that came out of it too. And I think part of that was the switch of like whole real food. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I see that a lot with my clients in here where, you know, a big part of my, fir- the first part of my program is switching to a whole foods diet. Mm-hmm. And realizing which foods are actually like you know considered whole and real yes um and that here especially in west texas is just like (laughs) not a super known thing for a lot of people and looking back like you know their grandparents use margarine and their grandparents and so Mm -hmm. you can't fault them um you know for how they were raised and stuff but i think the desire to learn about that is is definitely there yeah yeah well, and I have a question because I'm ignorant. So what is Kamut? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I was like, I don't know if I'm saying I'm that like, right. I, have, I, I don't know if I said it correctly. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is. So Kamut is an ancient grain. Um, it's um, like a, it's actually called Corazon is the, the seed that's grown. But Kamut okay. is a trademark that was created like back in the 70s by a family um, that basically created like a standard around growing Corazon. So Corazon itself is an ancient grain and the ancient grain is just, it's high in protein, it's mineral rich, um, and it tends to be lower on the gluten factor. And oh. so a lot of people who can't eat gluten can eat Kamut okay. or Corazon. Kamut then got trademarked as if you grow it organically and you grow it to these standards, you can use the name Kamut. And so when you hear the name Kamut, you know it's organic or you you don't have to look for that. Um, But then if you find just Corazon, then of course you would want to look for if you're wanting specifically organic. But um, anyway, and so a lot of people who can't eat gluten can eat Kamut. 
And so that was, honestly, that's been, like, another thing that I think I've become more passionate about because I feel like a lot of people in kind of these waves of, you know, just things that happen, it's like everyone's gluten-free all of a sudden, you yeah. know? And it's like, I think there is a place for that. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily think that bread is evil the right. way that a lot of people have, you know, demonized it. And so one of the reasons that I want to carry Kamut is because I want people to know that they can enjoy bread. Yeah. And um, it can, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, bad for you. And anyway, so I've actually been making bread now for... I guess two years and for the last year using Kamut 100% awesome. and um, I mean like I have friends that were gluten-free that are buying bread from me now that are able to enjoy it and they love it so awesome. and then now with I've been doing a recent so I was doing all Kamut so it's like my white version mm -hmm. um, and now I've been mixing it with whole mill you know freshly milled whole grains yeah and that's even better. Like it's taken yeah. it to a whole nother level. So nice. yeah, it's been so awesome. awesome. Well, and I love that because a lot of the gluten-free products out there are super highly processed. Yes. I mean, it almost makes me think of like like a vegan diet where like mm -hmm. just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. You know, <laughs> yes, like yes. it can still be awful. All right. the fillers um, and yeah. Yes. So having like a natural product that they can tolerate that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that dairy and gluten definitely. Um, Per, my personal experience too back when um, I kind of went through an autoimmune health journey and back yes. then I could you know I couldn't touch dairy or gluten with a 10-foot pole really and really it ended up being um, one the quality of mm -hmm. what I was having you know and so I see definitely dairy and gluten being like top offenders as far as food sensitivities go sure. and yes. things like that and sometimes the way that I have to explain it um, to my clients is like it's not that milk or bread is bad, it's just that, you know, the milk you are consuming might not have the enzymes in it sure. to help your body break it down. And so that's why I was pushed to raw milk um, in the beginning. And so I reacted to milk for like almost six years. And so I just never had it. And mm -hmm. then I had raw milk and I'm like, oh my gosh, makes you feel good, yes. number one. Yeah. Um, it's delicious, you can yes. use it in everything, and I didn't have a poor reaction, and so I'm just sure, like I'm sure there's so many lives that will change when they make yeah. those switches. Yeah. So even saying that from just like a choose better standpoint, mm -hmm. so there for a while before we had raw milk, we were buying Brahms milk. Oh yeah. Because they have switched their entire herd to A2. Mm -hmm. So my son could actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My son could actually drink Brahms milk, uh -huh. even though it was commercial, you know, pasteurized and homogenized and all that, but because it's A2. So it's just little things like that that, like, you know, I have a customer right now who said, you know, like, I just don't know if I can work raw milk into my uh, budget at the moment, you know, because obviously it is a little more expensive than your traditional commercial milk yeah and you know to me I'm like okay that's fine you know but if you can't then choose better you know and yeah. so like for us you know Brahms even though it was always inconvenient after you've taken four kids to the grocery store to stop at Brahms and grab you know some milk it's like it was worth it because it then my son didn't have to drink almond milk yeah. and so I think that there are just things like you're saying like it's the quality of what you're choosing and um, that makes a huge difference so do do what you can and when you can do better. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
So there are a lot of misconceptions, I feel like, around raw milk and a lot of questions. Um, has that been an issue with Yeah, so, you know, even for me, so like I mentioned, I didn't grow up with this. I am fairly new to raw milk myself. And so, of course, like, you know, even I had a lot of questions and wanted to ensure that I was providing a safe product for my family, for others, you know, if that was the route we were going to go. And so I did a lot of research. And um, really what I, what it boiled down to for me is that there is a place for commercial milk for sure, you know, like, because it has to be distributed on a broad scale. Mm -hmm. um, and when it is, it almost has to be pasteurized, you know what I mean? Like, because it's mm -hmm. just, it needs to be safe, and mm -hmm. you can do that and safely get it out to customers. I think if you look at, like, the history, like, people have been drinking raw milk for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until milk needed to be distributed on a broad scale that it became... You know there was a need for that uh, I don't know alteration of it you know and yeah. so but whenever I even when I first started you know my husband or yeah my husband's dad he grew up with cows drinking raw milk like that's all they ever drank yeah until he went off to college and he would laugh at me and just be like Sasha like that's it's normal like that is completely it's not something to be afraid of yeah. <laughs> and so I think what's really important is you have to make sure that it's being handled correctly um, you know, and I have good friends in the commercial dairy industry, and we've talked about this, and she, you know, they have said, like, that is their biggest thing is that it has to be handled correctly. And so, you know, you do have to make sure that you have proper, like, safety things in place and cleaning protocols and healthy animals, you know, like, that's a big part of it, too. And so when you can do all of those things, like, raw milk is actually nothing to be feared and mm -hmm. um and so I think that that's just like the message that you want people to know that it's like they can get you can get sick from anything right like there's yeah. risk in anything I've chosen not to eat romaine anymore because people got sick so many times from that yeah. you know but that's my choice because I that's what I've decided you know yeah. but I would say like the same is true for raw milk you know it in most cases it is a hundred percent safe yeah. Um, however, when the wrong circumstances collide with it, then obviously there can be problems. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I do think there's a lot of misconceptions, um, and it's something that even I've had to teach myself on, and it's something that I would love for other people to know about because I think that ultimately what it boils down to is just, you know, your own food choice. And yeah. so if you are okay with the risk that yes, there is like a small, small chance that you could get sick if it was mishandled or even left out long, you know, like if a consumer buys it and they take it home and then it's left out, you know, there's chances there, but that's the same with anything, you know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think that there is a lot of misconceptions, but I also think that there's like a time and place for different products, if that makes sense, so yeah. yeah. As far as incorporating it into the diet, I've heard from a few different people like it, when you're making the switch, maybe start off slower because it is a rich product. Sure, um, yeah. Is that something that you recommend? Yes. I mean, yeah, I've told people that have never had it before, like, if you're having some stomach discomfort, like, just, you know, start off a little slower because, um, you know, there is so, like you just said, you know, it is so rich and there, you know, you're getting so leaky gut. I'm yep. sure you're familiar with mm -hmm. that. I think that there's a lot of people probably in our society that struggle with that, which is yeah. just like an unhealthy, I mean, I'm sure you know what it is. I 
I know a very small amount of it, but I know that it means that your gut is unhealthy, you know, and so sometimes our gut just needs a rebalance, you Mm -hmm. know, and raw milk can do that, like, and it's incredible the way it can do that, and so, um, yeah, I would say, like, start off slow and let your body get adjusted to all of those minerals and nutrients that you're getting, and that's even the same for um, the whole milk. I'm sorry, I keep saying that wrong, fresh milled whole grains, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, even those can have that same effect because mm-hmm. it's keeping like the bran and mm-hmm. the vitamin E and all of that like intact. Yeah. And so your body just, if it's not used to that, it's going to react. So yeah, yeah, it might be like a little bit more to process or get used right. to. Yeah. Well, you think even like people who don't eat vegetables, like if all oh, of a sure. sudden you eat vegetables with every meal, you're going to be miserable. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to start little at a time. Especially like the meat free and then they're like, I'm going to have a huge ribeye and yeah. <laughs> of course you're going to get sick. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and some of us unfortunately just have really poor diets. So any, yes. any change like that, even though it's for the better, little by little. <laughs> yeah. Something I was thinking about with like my kids and I, I feel like it's something, it's another message that it's like, I want people to know, but it's like, I've never really figured out, you know, how to package it, like from a social media standpoint or whatever, but it's like, think about how poorly we feel as adults. Like if we have like a long weekend of lots of, you know, junky food or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then like, think about our kids in the yeah. same circumstance, but they aren't able to recognize that or communicate that. And so that's often what I like tell my, you know, I tell my kids, I mean, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but when we've gone through like a week of, you know, maybe a lot of chips or whatever, because we've been on vacation or, and I'm just like, y'all need to eat some like good nutrient dense foods because yeah. your body needs them. And I'm sure yeah. they're crying out for them right now. And you just don't know that, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, I think sometimes we make it so easy to be like, oh, well, they're kids, you know, like I had a bunch of candy growing up or I had chips growing up or whatever, but it's like, that doesn't necessarily make it okay. And how do you think it's affecting like their attitude and their, mm-hmm. you know, energy and all of that. And so I think that that's like another message that I just like through all of this, it's like, I just want people to moms, you know, particularly yeah. to know that like, you, it's easier than you think to feed your kids well. And yeah. mm-hmm they'll still enjoy it, you know, because I think we just make excuses a lot of times for that, so. Well, and honestly, they've done a lot of studies, and there's a lot that kind of bleeds over from, like, whatever you did as a kid really affects you as an adult, because it's such a pivotal time, you know, everything's developing, and um, so I I think that's super important, because that's what you're setting yourself up for for the rest of your life, yeah. Um, you can always do better later on, but yeah. it really does make a big impact what you do or don't do when yeah. you're a kiddo. Yeah. So. And when you look at nutrition, I feel like when you think of nutrition, you're like, I'm eating super great nutrition, so I'm going to be really strong, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be fit. Mm-hmm. But mentally, it nutrition, like proper nutrition, you look at this nutrition in schools, mm-hmm. yeah. lunches, makes me want to cringe. Uh, yeah. But um, as far as like, your mental health, if you're not getting properly nourished, that's when you, your hormone levels might, you know, might stir up and you'll have anxiety or it comes out in kids as like ADHD tendencies or like, um, any sort of, yeah, like cognitive type things. And I feel like that's not addressed a lot. Um, especially with little ones are like, Oh, just, they have this, put them on, you know, whatever medication. And it's like, well, let's look at their diet and make sure they're not lacking in anything. And animal fats, like, that is 
key. You have oh, yeah. for hormone, yeah. yeah, for hormone balance, you have to have animal fats. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. um, well, and even, yeah. yes. And even like with gut health, like mm-hmm. what you have in your microbiome can mm-hmm. really affect your mental health. Yes. So it's like, yeah. we're learning so much. There's so much we still don't know, but, mm-hmm. um, it's huge. It's, it's our natural medicine, yes. you know, is what yeah. we do or don't eat. And like you said, on the, when you started drinking raw milk and you just like felt better and Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing the energy that I have mm-hmm. now that we're drinking raw milk on, you know, it just, like I drink it, like I said, I don't drink a lot of milk, but I yeah. always drink it in my protein shake. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the way that I feel after I drink my protein shake is awesome because yeah. it's like, I mean, just all those, you know, nutrients and mm-hmm. my gut is way healthier whenever I'm drinking it consistently and all of that. So, yeah. And you compare that. I look back to when I was... Um, really sick and I was dairy free of course and gluten free and I just remember making things with almond milk or oat milk or one of those um, that had like the guar gum and the stevia and all the things in it and I just remember whether I was eating it with cereal or putting it in a protein shake or something I never felt well yeah. it was like it tasted decent, decent right. and then I would have some sort of crash or my gut would just feel terrible. And so um, I think a lot of people are, they're fearful of dairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that's media driven. A lot of it is because of leaky gut, really. Um, well, I mean, even looking back at when I first started having kids and I would go to my pediatrician, whom I love, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> yeah. But I have just learned that, you know, she would tell me constantly, like, be sure your kids aren't drinking too much milk because they'll become anemic or, you know, iron deficient or whatever. And I was just, to me, that was news to me. I, I yeah. thought milk was good for you, you know. But mm-hmm. then that is kind of like this new kind of era that we're in of just like people think dairy is awful for you, you know. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think that there are people that obviously have extreme cases. and yeah. But overall, I would say like, no, that animal fat is really good for you. And it's unfortunate yeah. Yeah. that there is a message out there that is saying not to consume it, you know, so, but I mean, if I wouldn't have educated myself, I would have been in the same boat, like thinking that almond milk is awesome, and (laughs) so. Yeah, and a lot of the time that boils down to, like, a gut issue, and so it's like, okay, let's work on the gut, let's focus on the gut, and then reintroduce the dairy, and then they're able to have that, but when you're bringing up little kids, I think of formula, and I'm like, um, I listened to a podcast back during COVID that was like, going through how to make your own formula and it just had me looking at ingredients of like the standard um whatever Costco brand or whatever brand and I'm just like oh my gosh if I if this were me in this position Mm -hmm. I would be finding raw milk in my area and making formula because high fructose corn syrup was like the number one ingredient Mm -hmm. um which is that's just not what you think it's Mm -hmm. basically sugar water it's so crazy yes yeah Um, we, so we kind of talked a little bit about this already, but what are some of your other favorite recipes, um, to use raw milk in? So, um, I use it in my bread actually. Um, and I, so I used to make my bread with water and Uh then one time I tried it with bread and now I won't use it otherwise because it just makes it like so much better. I don't know. I can't describe it, but, um, I mean, I don't know just about like everything. I love it in my protein shake. Um, I mean, anything that calls for anything 
liquidy usually. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, I could probably just use milk in most yeah. cases, you know. And so um, I don't know that I have like a ton of favorite recipes, but I would just say like, uh, well, the kids love to make ice cream with it. And yes, so <laughs> what's nice about raw milk, obviously you probably know this, is that the cream is intact. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we'll just like pour straight off the top, you know, and so you get because whenever you do, I don't know if y'all have ever made like the ice cream in a bag where you shake it. <laughs> yeah, in middle um, school or whatever yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah, so if you use regular milk, it's not going to be like as creamy. But if you mm -hmm. use raw milk and, and you don't shake it up before you do it and you have that cream right on top, then most of it is going to be cream whenever you're pouring it. And so it just makes it like so much richer and creamier. So that is probably one of our favorites. And the kids love doing it because they can like shake a bag. And, yeah. <laughs> you Aww. know. So. That's awesome. Yeah. When um, you were talking about potentially opening up the bakery portion uh -huh. of the farm store, other than bread, was there anything that you wanted to make? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think with that, like, and that's again, I can't do everything, even though I like to think I can sometimes, you know. Um, if we do have like a full blown bakery with it eventually, um, I would have to have lots of help with that. But I just, like, through it, I also want education. And so, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I want people to know what I would love more than anything is for them to come and try things and then learn how to make it themselves and yeah. buy the ingredients and go home and make it themselves. Um, because I just think that, you know, when you learn how simple it really is, like bread, for instance, it literally takes me, it is 30 minutes hands-on time. Yeah. It takes three hours, but most of that is like rising and baking. Yeah. So over the course of your Sunday afternoon when you're watching shows or doing laundry or doing whatever, it's easy to throw that together. And so, um, yeah, so I want to have like bread, mm -hmm. um, biscuits, um, cookies. So cookies are another thing that's, we, I've never bought store-bought cookies since, and that's not something I'm like trying to, you know, toot my own horn about <laughs> with my kids, but it's like, it's just so easy to throw together like yeah. cookies. Mm -hmm. They're not hard, but mm -hmm you have to have the staples at home, right? And yeah. so, like, one of my really good friends that was in my wedding, you know, 10 years, 11 years ago, just last year, after she's known me for all these years, she finally made cookies for her daughters. <laughs> and she texted me and she said, Sasha, it was so easy. Like, yeah. I'm never going to buy Starbuck. And I'm like, I've been telling you, yeah. <laughs> you know. Freeze the dough and <laughs> yeah. it's even easier. Yes, <laughs> and so, and it's so much better for you. And that's mm -hmm. why I tell my kids, I'm like, you can have as many as you want if I made it at home, you know, yep. in most cases, obviously. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I just want to be able to have, I want to provide like quality ingredients and quality bakery items that then eventually can be associated with classes that can teach people to do it at home and, you know, make it over and over again. So, but mostly that. like with the bakery, it's like, I call it like a rustic bakery is what I have in mind of just like, you know, old fashioned, like, um, things that you probably aren't going to get like at a normal cookie shop or whatever. So like, um, weekly features of like different pies and, bread and cookies and you know if I ever got to have like the full-blown vision of like the store in town I just think it would be so cool to have like you know weekly features of different items have your staples have it just be a place that like after school people can come and like grab a cookie and sit on the porch and you know talk about their day or mm -hmm. have coffee and let you know the old men that are retired <laughs> from farming like come sit and enjoy like a scone or something anyway yeah. so yeah right now it is very limited but eventually that would be like my vision so 
I love that. That's so cool. We um, would come all the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I love the education component too. Like, I, I just think that's something people are really hungry for, and um, it empowers them so much. Mm-hmm. Not to just take home a product, but to learn a skill and yeah. to to see what they're capable of. I yes. love that. Yeah, and the community within the home too. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a big disconnect when you're just eating out all the time. Like, there's yeah. something about creating even if it's partially homemade mm-hmm. but making something at home and sitting down with your family um we just have that go 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 yes. lifestyle well and involving the kids in the process too oh, yeah. and you know then they grow up having these skills that maybe we didn't but yeah. you know now yeah. they do and yes uh, they're so much better off for it I love that so that's actually one of that was one of my passion points like with the little ones because mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends that like they wouldn't they would either like give their kids something small or whatever, macaroni and cheese or whatever for dinner, and mm-hmm. then they would put them to bed, and then they would eat dinner. Yes. Or they would just grab something and come home or, you know, whatever. And their thing was always, like, it's just so hard to be in the kitchen. with You know, I don't want to miss out on my nights with the kids. And I'm like, my kids are, like, at my feet in yeah. the kitchen, and it's still fine. You know, like, they read a story while I'm making dinner. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there is a lot to be had in that that we are – kind of missing in this new generation so oh, yeah yeah well even like with you know diet and nutrition and a lot of people are like oh I just can't make anything my kids like like I can't eat the way I need to yes because then they won't eat it when they're involved in the process and they get to feel like they're part of it mm-hmm. I think a lot of that pickiness kind of goes away because yeah. they they understand I agree and there's a miscon- misconception of like healthy food tastes bad Yes. Yeah. it's yeah. like you can have really really good like yeah. wholesome healthy yeah. food oh yeah Honestly, I even love, like, taking something that can be kind of unhealthy and just make a healthier version of it. Yeah. And then you get, you know, your cake and eat to eat it, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we make assumptions sometimes that kids just won't like things. Like, my mm-hmm. kids, my two-year-old's favorite thing right now is salad. And, like, yeah. who would have guessed that, you know? But yeah. if I wouldn't have put it on his plate, mm-hmm. he would have never, I would have never known that, you know? And yeah. so, but I think sometimes we are like, oh, he's two. He just, he's not going to like salad, you know? Right. So, Yeah. That's awesome. They're, they, they're better off than we give them credit for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, um, so kind of our last question, uh, Sasha, is um, what is the legacy that you're wanting to leave behind? <laughs> well, we're hoping to, you know, just like still want to do this in a year from now. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, it has been like a huge, a huge learning curve, obviously. And so... And it's something that we really enjoy, but um, really why we started it and what we would hope to have from it is just ultimately like a family business that like our kids can be involved in. And my, I grew up in Sonic, so my dad owned a couple Sonics growing up. And so I've worked at Sonic since I was 12 or probably even earlier. But, and I just think there was so much value in that experience and that's where we lived all the time after softball games on the weekends and whatever it was like we were always at Sonic and so this is obviously a little different because it's on our homestead if you will Um, but just to have something that the kids can be involved in that can instill some work ethic and to understand that you know life isn't always a party and you don't always get to go and do all the things that you want to do because sometimes work calls you know and Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been a huge message for them. This, if you ask them what we've done this summer, <laughs> they 
they will tell you. It's they're like, all we did all summer was clean and work, and I'm like, well, sometimes that's it, you know. And yeah. so, but I think there's a lot of value in that, and so mm-hmm. that is kind of like what we want to instill through this. Um, yeah. Is just, you know, we want I want them to understand that it's important to nourish your body, mm-hmm. that you should choose better when you can choose better do the best you can, um, and through that you will have good health, and through that you can do good things in the world. And so, like, that's my biggest thing that I always tell them. I'm like, if you're not well, then you can't do the things that God has put you on this earth to do, you know? And so, anyway, that's probably the biggest thing that we want our kids to know from it is just that they were made for a purpose, and, you know, and and they need to be able to be well to do that, and they need to work hard and... Um, that's probably, I guess, what we're hoping from it. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think you're you're definitely instilling resourcefulness and um, just that education to set them up for that in the future. And I, I'm sure that they'll look back and be really grateful for it. Yeah, yeah, they'll think be grateful. They they're yeah. sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. They. I know yeah. there are a lot of things I look back on my childhood. And I'm like, man, I hated that at the time, but I'm yeah. so grateful for it. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Dad. Thanks, yes. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have felt like the worst thing in the world, but yeah. yes. <laughs> looking back, everybody we're else thankful. got this. I didn't. Yes. I'm like, well, that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Awesome. So, so cool. as far as um, connecting with you. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell our listeners what the best way is to come in contact or just follow along with, with your yeah. journey? So we have our website, which is a very much work in progress, so bear with me on that. But it's copperbarnfarm.com. Um, I'm not a technology girl, so I'm like, I need to find more resources for my own self. I need a technology person. I need, like, another milk can, you know, anyway. So, so if you're listening and you want that, yeah, contact Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. um, so copperbarnfarm.com is the website, and uh, you can actually go on there right now and sign up to be part of our membership. So I don't think I mentioned that, but um, because we're not a grade A licensed dairy, um, which I think... I hope to be one day. My husband, he's like not a fan of government overreach. And so Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want to have, you know, inspectors out here all the time and yada, yada. So anyway, but just from like an ease standpoint, like you Mm -hmm. can sell it easier. That would be like ideal. But, um, so right now we do operate through like a membership. So you Mm -hmm. have to be a member of our farm in order to purchase milk particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, there is an opportunity on there to purchase that. It's a $10 annual fee, and then that gives you access to all of our products um, from there. And so um, you can go there. I have Instagram is uh, sash.copperbarn, um, and that's where I share a lot of our farm content. Um, and we do have a Facebook page. I'm just not super active on it yet. So, but it is Copper Barn Farm. So, well, yeah. you you have a little bit going on, so <laughs> yeah. it's understandable. Yeah, you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so cool. Well, thank you so much. Is there yeah. anything else that you can think of that we left out, or is that kind of sum it up? I mean, we're growing right now. We're starting. You know, we. I told Natalie like we are a baby, baby right now in terms of getting started. We just got our seven cows, seven more cows last week. So prior to that, we had just Darla. Yeah. Um, and so we went from one to, so I said seven, we had two before. So we've gone up to nine. Wow. Um, in That's a, very a big sh- jump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in a very short amount of time, 
but in anticipation of being able to, you know, meet demand and uh, provide this great product for the community. And so I would just say, like, right now we are very much, like, in the beginning stages. We're trying to get started. So if you do reach out, be patient. (laughs) Know that um, we are working to get to the point where we can have lots of milk available for lots of people um, and that we love it. And um, I've had people ask if they'll be able to come out and see kind of, like, what we do and all of that. And I would say, like, absolutely. Actually, I think I meant to say that earlier, of just, like, knowing your farmer, you know, like, knowing what their practices are and all of that. So I'm not afraid to have people come out and, you know, see what we're doing. Um, we are very much trying to like get everything in line. So it's very, we just got our milk machine like three days ago. Um, and so I've been hand milking. Um, I, that's what oh, I was wow. going to ask when I, when you said nine, I was like, are you hand milking all of them? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. My hands have been killing me but yeah so (laughs) Uh, yeah so I had been hand milking three of them um, up until the machine got here and so we are just like trying to get through right now and so that's the biggest message I would say is like bear with us but come along because you know we I have a big vision in my heart that I'm hoping is going to come to life so well, it and, will. It will. And if you need like an event coordinator and a social media yes. person, you need all these people to kind of help yes. get get on board so all you can them. yes, yeah. so we can bring that vision to life. Yeah. But oh, that's so exciting. Yes. Well, thank you yeah. so so much for joining thank you us. Guys. This is so fun. It was. That's I learned awesome. a whole lot today. Yeah. So thank Appreciate you. Appreciate so y'all. Yeah. We'll have to have you on for a follow up after you. Yes. Are booming yep. and huge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you guys. Awesome. We'll catch y'all on the next episode.